I'm Heather Pentler. And I'm Sean Slater. We represent Edinburgh Skeptics. And you are listening to the European Skeptics Podcast. The The Real Real ESP Experience. You're listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European-level actions within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode 131. I'm your host, Andres Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co-hosts, Jelena Levin and Pontus Böckmann. Sziasztok! Hey, Sam, hey, Sam! Hello! Hello! Yeah. Hello, Welcome. peoples. <laughs> okay. Uh, how are things? Well, I don't <laughs> know. I think great. England is fall- falling apart. But other than that... England oh. is falling apart in what sense? Oh, in oh. political sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Brexit <laughs> Which mess. potentially could mean in a real sense. <laughs> is it is it England or the UK? UK, sorry. Yeah. Oh, the UK is falling apart. Yeah. Well, well, so we'll see. We'll see where we're going to be next year. We'll see where I'm going to be next year as a non-English citizen. <laughs> non UK, UK citizen. But if you still have a year to get citizenship, yeah, then you I should would probably be get, a, get on off. top of that. Yeah, I should probably get on top of that. I just, um, yeah, never did. You can seek asylum here in Sweden. I promise to vouch for you. That's fine. What's okay? What's the, what's the rule with Swedish citizenship slash? Residency well, you today. have to marry me first, but that's fine. No, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I don't actually know what... Bigamy? Is it allowed in Sweden? But, yeah, I was going to say, you've, uh, that's that Yeah, that we're a very sailed. tolerant nation. You, you you get away with most things. <laughs> I saw, I've heard, so I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I have a couple of friends, Hungarian friends, who have been there uh, for a couple of years, and they already have Swedish citizenship along with their Hungarian citizenship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. <laughs> in, Sweden, Sweden is a place I wouldn't probably mind um, living in. My, my best friend lives there, so I guess, you know. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> Pontus, Pontus, uh, you live in Malmö. Yes. Malmö is, um, is on, the, on the seashore, isn't it? Yeah, yes. So how much are in trouble are you uh, with regards to the predicted uh, sea level rise in the future? Ooh, that's a good uh, question. I am afraid... I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid to find out. Did so, you? Oh, okay. uh, did, have you guys ever seen this little modeling that they did around America? What would happen with the shoreline when all the ice melted? With, like, Florida and New York, and how it all literally disappears into the yeah it's I've pretty seen... scary stuff yeah scary stuff. i don't know if 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 it it has ever occurred to you guys but imagine that the map of the world as we know it will change forever i mean Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah well actually london will be underwater what am i talking i should um, hmm. think about moving inland at least parts of london yeah well, it's too bad that the UK is not that does not have any very high elevated points. Well, the only the only very high elevations are up north, and uh, yeah, some yeah. of the 
Everybody well, will so, huddle in in Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. I'm I'm living on a ninth floor, so I'll be okay for a while. For a I while. Of, until I run out of water and food, and then I'll be stuffed. But um, <laughs> I was um, reading something this week about because we we've experienced a very hot week. In fact, a couple of weeks actually in England. A few weeks now been really hot, and it transpired. It's it's the hottest uh, time around the globe. It's not just Britain that experiencing this hot. Uh, temperatures ever recorded so the planet has been warming up yeah so. well yeah it has but uh historically there have been a lot of uh times when uh, uh there were massive heat waves i'm now uh, studying a lot of uh british history because um i'm starting to do my my british trips and uh yeah, while, while studying uh, the, the era of uh, King Henry VIII, I came across this period in 1540 when there was a massive heat wave hitting Europe. For seven months, it was not raining in most of Europe. And it was unbelievable that, that even the UK, even London, uh, experienced very hot weathers uh, for for months on. And uh, yeah, but it... It was not a trend back then, or at least not that much of a trend. But now it really seems like it's a, it's, it's a real trend. And uh, I just came across this article that, that said that global warming may be twice what climate models predict. And this is really, really concerning. Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching Inconvenient Truth, however many years ago that was. And the, the graphs, the Al Gore graphs were already... Pretty insane, but if you're saying it's even worse, then yeah, you say that this this article says that it's uh, if the world meets the two degrees Celsius target, yeah, then the climate models see project a sea level rise of up to six meters. Yeah, then I'm screwed. Yeah. That's 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 lot. why I asked. <laughs> so uh, I should probably pay a visit to you to you Pontus before, before it that. happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, but uh, you know there are places uh, where um, the situation is not that bad. Where Edinburgh is unfortunately not among them because Edinburgh is very close to the sea and it's uh, not a very highly elevated place. Uh, but I'm I'm going to the the uplands, um, the Scottish uplands, very soon. So um, that might be better off. But um, well, we recently talked about the skeptics on the fringe, mainly because of uh, I'm going to be among the speakers there. And well, uh, we would have talked about it anyway, but not in that much detail. Yeah, I know. But this 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 was the the reason why I mentioned it in the first place. But by now, it's absolutely a must that we talk about it because it's one of the greatest upcoming skeptical uh, series of events. And the best way to talk about it is probably to have the organizers, the committee or the organizing committee on the show. Why don't we call them up? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and here with us today are Heather Pentler and Sean Slater from Edinburgh Skeptics to tell us all about Skeptics on the Fringe 2018. Hi, Heather. Hi, Sean. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome, welcome back. 
Welcome back, Sean, and welcome, Heather. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Hello. All right. So we are also excited, partly because I'm going to be one of the speakers, but um, I'm interested in uh, in uh, all the rest as well. So when is it going to happen? If, for those who are not familiar with uh, Skeptics on the Fringe, what it is at all, and um, how is it going to be organized, and how is it organized Heather, you want to talk about that? And I'll talk about the lineup. Yeah, sure, you know that better. So, um, Skeptics on the Fringe is in its ninth year? Ninth oh my God. year. I think yeah. that's right. <laughs> ninth year running now. Um, so, we get a mix of speakers, a different speaker each night. We have an hour long slot in the Banshee Labyrinth, which is on Nidri Street in Edinburgh uh, mm-hmm. at 7 30. Um, and so, we'll have a different speaker each night talking about various subjects usually related to skepticism and science and uh, we also will do a mixed night so one night we get a few acts that we know through the years that um, are performing in the city and we ask them to come down and sort of preview a bit of their show and then they can promote us and we can promote them and so yeah we've got a whole 22 nights of talks Uh, it starts on the 4th of august and runs right through to Sunday the 26th of August. And it's part of the Edinburgh Fringe, which has been going, what, 71 years now? 72 hmm. years? Yep, 1946 it started, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got bigger and bigger each year. It's mainly for comedy. There's a few um, more like us, which are like spoken word, but they often charge you whereas all our talks are free it's just donations just like most skeptics and the bubs are um so yeah yeah it's it's quite a fantastic feat to 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 put it all of this together i know i'm struggling every month to to get one speaker for one night and and you manage to get 20 is 22 is it it's yeah 22 speakers uh as as i said you've got the mixed night which is people already in the city so in some ways, it's actually easier for us to do this because the, the cachet of appearing at the fringe is actually quite a draw for a lot of local academic, academics. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. you tell them, oh, you're going to be appearing at the fringe, you're going to add that to your CV, and it really sells it. It helps us get a kind of audience that, that people, you know, as an audience of speakers, I mean, who know the city and, and really want to appear on the fringe, and we give them that opportunity. So. Um, it's it, it's you know it's, it's a good mixture of uh, of people that we get to do the talks. Yeah, we quite often get a few people as well wanting to stay a few extra nights and enjoy the festival while they're there. So it, people are usually quite happy to travel up because it's the festival. I run the events the rest of the year, and it's not as easy getting them to come to Scotland the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> wonder <Yeah>. why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might might have something to do with your weather. <laughs> hey, it's glorious at the moment. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that's a, it's a good, nice time to come to Scotland, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but still, it won't last. Don't worry, it won't last. Hey, fifty percent of our <laughs> summers here have been good. Yeah. We've been here four years, and this is the second good summer. So you know, yeah. we're not doing bad. <laughs> Climate change is working in our favour. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I think you'll find it's a bit more complicated than that. That's my favourite ever sentence. Um, that is <laughs> yes, Ben um, Baker. <laughs> but tell us more about, um, for example, Sean. I believe you mentioned when we uh, we met you last time at QED, yeah. um, where you accepted the award, and that was for the for the skeptics on the fringe, wasn't it? 
It was for last year's um, Skeptics and the Fringe, yeah, but it's not not for me personally, but for any of our skeptics as a whole. Yeah, but you were the um, one accepting I'm it. Kind yeah. of organising it. There's a huge amount of work done by everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I don't want to claim it and claim all the rewards <laughs> for that. But um, you know, getting the rewards was, was lovely. It was our second Ockham. The first one we won for the Fringe as well. About what, was about seven, six years ago, I think. Five years ago, we won that one. Yeah, uh, I think the first it was QED. before our time. Yeah, before we were involved. Um, <laughs> so you know, getting that award was lovely. Um, it validates a little bit the work that we put in, and it's a real big thank you to all the volunteers and the and the speakers as well that that give up their time and their, their some cases their money to come and see us, and it's great. So. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was on that one, so you know I'm part of an award winning lineup. Of course, yes, you did a talk yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of talk did you do, Heather? Uh, autism myths. I work with autistic people for my day job, so I was talking about uh, some of the harmful practices and what Ooh. I would count as good practice and things like that. So brilliant. Um, I had a question about your um, audience. I know it's been going on for a while, and it, because of the location of the skeptics on the fringe, you know, because you're part of this vibrant festival, do you sometimes get? Uh, some people participating in the Skeptics on the Fringe who wouldn't wouldn't normally attend uh, these kind of talks and meetings and they'd drop by and they'd listen to somebody speak and they go, oh yeah, I didn't know about the Skeptics movement kind of thing. And then you kind of draw them in, not on purpose. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. We've um, had people walk out because they've gone, this isn't comedy, and then stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also... Um, Taking that into mind, our flyer on the back, we always try and list the other sceptical groups in the country, knowing that people are coming from all over, not just from Edinburgh, so maybe they want to look where there's one local to them, and tell people what the sceptics is in general, and, you know, explain that it's, you know, an international thing, and there might be something near them, uh, to try and encourage people to get involved if they go back home, if they're not local. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're often walking up and down the street flyering, and if you shout something like free sociology, you tend to get a bit more of a reaction, because people are so used to hearing free comedy free comedy so when you're saying something different you do tend to catch people's eyes so <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, i think it's such a great environment to appeal to people who wouldn't normally be interested in stuff like that i wouldn't even be aware of skeptic movement or you know any of the topics that um uh, you know that, that we, we cover so it's great yeah. well there's an interesting story last year we had um a lady some of your um audience may know called lydia finch who uh is an ex-jehovah's witness she was um, apostatized by the Jehovah's Witnesses. She was basically flung out. Uh, she lost her family. She lost her support network, her friends that she'd grown up in this faith. And she tells a really compelling story about her journey out of that faith and her journey to survive. Um, and she did a talk for us last year at the Fringe. And we were handing out leaflets outside. And it happened to be just, there was a couple, a middle-aged woman and I think her daughter was passing. And I struck up a conversation. It turns out that woman had also left the Jehovah's Witness something like 30 years before. And she came in and her and Lydia kept in contact, I believe. Wow. Uh, just for somebody passing in the street that saw her talk and, and came in and heard it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> this is an yeah. excellent example of how these things have real impact on people's lives. They do. They do. Yeah. Um, you know, as Heather said, we fly our people, so... Our audience is a mixture of, of locals who know about the skeptics, uh, regulars that come to almost all our events, or some of them, yeah. and people we literally, I would say literally, but almost literally <laughs> drag in off the street. 
or persuade them. They might be drinking in the bar. We'll say, come on down, come on down. You might enjoy this, you know. It's <laughs> ever said sometimes they Would don't, you do but as... often they do and they get something out of it. We do do a certain amount of profiling, but it's not racial. It's, you know, do they look geeky and friendly? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that your kind of yeah, crowd, it's geeky it's and friendly? We tend to target them, you know. You look like yeah. a geek. Wearing... Please come inside. Yeah. You're wearing Doctor Who merchandise. We're going to try and give you a flyer. <laughs> Sean, do you want to say something about the lineup this year? I don't know if you want to single someone yeah. out because, but, but. Yeah, uh... I've got the lineup in front of me ready. So, yeah. Um, yeah talk briefly about that i won't go through every single act um some of you may know there are other podcasts out there apart from this wonderful uh, esp mm-hmm. um, we do our own edinburgh skeptics um podcast and the full lineup is on there we discuss each act in detail and go through that all so your your listeners can go and have a listen to that as well and last year's talks are mostly up as well from that on yeah. there do you do you put them up on youtube guys no only out on on the podcast i'm afraid yeah, we we don't um, video the talks. We only record them. Okay, all right, I got you. I mean, one of the one of the cha- challenges of the fringe we have an hour, and it is literally an hour to do everything. That's get the audience in, do the talks, set up, um, you know, clean up afterwards, get the audience out, do the collection. We literally have sixty minutes to do all that. So, you know, setting up video cameras would just be a no-no because we just <laughs> wouldn't have the time. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, the drinking starts. Usually, yeah. <laughs> That that that. Um, although some of us have to drive home, but yeah, certainly we can stop for a drink if anybody wants to. We like doing that. It's a very nice rock pub. It's not everyone's scene, but it's certainly mine, and they often play my favourite bands, so I'm happy. But okay. it might not be everyone's music. Yeah, I think we lost the track a bit there. What yeah, about sorry, the... we interrupted Sean's. Uh... Yeah, what about the lineup? Yeah, sorry, we talked about the lineup. Sorry, yes, <laughs> I'll shut up. Right. Um, well, our first night, um, some of your listeners are going to know very well. I believe he stood in for your podcast occasionally. A, a, a reprobate from the west of the country called Brian Ego. Oh, yes, of course. Excellent. Yeah, he's our first talk. Um, he's going to be, he's actually written a new talk just for us. Uh-huh. So I'm sure he might roll it out to other skeptics groups afterwards, but he's doing a, a talk called Sports Ball Ox, which uh. is talking about sports, basically, and the pseudoscience you find in sporting, uh, Ah, sporting establishment. Interesting, really good. interesting really view. Good. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, let's see who else have we got. Well, we've got um, a very interesting one who some somebody you definitely won't know, and a story I don't think you'll know either. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady by the name of Dillis Rose, who's an author, and she's written a book called Unspeakable, mm-hmm. and it's about a chap called Thomas Aikenhead. Uh, Thomas Aikenhead lived at the end of the 17th century in Edinburgh, and he was a student. And he was the last person to be prosecuted and hung for blasphemy in the UK. Um, And he's quite famous. So he's an Edinburgh student. He was only 21, 22, when he was hung for the crime of blasphemy. Wow. So she's written a book about it. So she's going to come and talk about that. And that's on the 7th of August. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see what else can we talk about. Well, there's... um, so, again, somebody you guys will probably know quite well, uh, Dean Burnett, who wrote The Happy Brain. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. do you know about the book? I, I Unfortunately, I didn't read it. Andrew, did you read it? No, I started reading it, but uh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. didn't have time to finish. Yeah. Okay, well, he's coming to do a talk on that, and that's on Thursday the 16th. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to Dean coming up. Um, another chap by the name of Danny Chambers, which I think some of you may know from QED. Did a talk at QED last year. Um, talking about pseudoscience and veterinary practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells a story about a horse that is just 
the funniest story I've ever heard about pseudoscience in my life. It is worth coming to see the talk just to hear that story about the horse. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but you should come so that's see very it. intriguing, very intriguing. So there is some comedy sometimes, yeah. yeah. Hear a story about a horse, you will never guess what happened next. <laughs> it's uh, mm, Yeah, it could go either way. <laughs> On Saturday the 18th, we have some guy I don't think anybody's ever heard of. It's uh, Antras Pinter, I think it is. No, I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> nah, uh, Andras, tell us about your talk. Go on, tell us about your talk. <laughs> well, since I'm a professional tour guide, I have a lot of experience with, uh, well, how tourism is full of bullshit uh, when it comes to the entertainment trumping everything that's factual so uh for the sake of entertainment you get out of uh the 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 realm of uh factual information so um that's basically what i'll be talking about so uh it's probably surprising to a lot of people how much bullshit is out there in uh, tourism so uh it's not surprising in edinburgh andras i tell you because we have Ghost tours and <laughs> pseudo history tours and and you know the all interesting sorts of weird things going the on. In interesting the interesting thing is that I don't want to focus on that because no. that's obvious fake. So that's mm-hmm. that's something that is purely entertainment, what? and I I don't think that many people really take it seriously. You'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. Probably, probably. But since it's all provided in a bit of um on a comedic uh, environment or a, a, or a comedic structure i i don't think it's that dangerous what i consider much more dangerous is what i'm concerned about is when it sounds factual but it's actually not and uh, people still believe it because a guide or a guidebook says it mm-hmm. yeah I'm sure there are lots of tales that become fact that started off as exactly. fiction almost. Exactly. Well, in yeah, yeah. Edinburgh, one of our most famous things is the Greyfriars Bobby, which is complete bullshit, which is this yeah, story about is. the dog it that... Is. Yeah, it's complete bullshit. There was no dog. I wouldn't call it complete. It is based on a fact, but it's very... He didn't spend the rest of his life sitting on his master's grave. It just happened to be spending some time in the graveyard, and that was the main thing. Yeah, but they don't think he was related to who he was supposed to be related to or anything like that. He's just a dog yeah. in a graveyard. Yeah, it's an made all, a story all, about all it. a blown up story. It's like it's like massively blown up uh, yeah. from from something very insignificant, and uh, and and people stop for that that very small statue and and they go crazy about it. There is this and, uh, pub behind it. Yeah, that's the, it's a lovely pub actually. It is a lovely pub. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Greyfriars Bobby is a nice pub. Do, do you want to just quickly just uh, outline the story? Because I don't know about this dog story. Sorry, if it's not very long. Uh, uh, as far as I know, the myth is that there was a man who owned a dog um, and he worked as a police officer. And then he died. And then when he died, supposedly the dog sat on the grave every day from, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday, came to see him and saw him at the graveside every day. And then it became this local legend. Well, the legend I heard was that he was a shepherd in the Pentland Hills behind Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He used to come into the city regularly to, you know, do business, sell his sheep, whatever, and the dog always followed him. And he uh, would drink in the pub behind or by the Greyfriars, by Greyfriars um, Church, the churchyard. Mm-hmm. And when he died, he was buried in the churchyard and the dog basically sat on his grave. So 
that the story of the dog sitting on the grave, the loyal dog to his master to the end, that, that that's what the myth is. Um, as, as Heather said, he could have been a policeman, he could have been a shepherd, he could have been a grave digger, it could have been anything, nobody knows. Mm. It's just a legend mm. that gets built up and built on over time. Mm. The, there's actually a famous film that was made by Disney back in, uh, I think, early 60s, I think. You watch it and you cringe at the sort of crappy Scottish accents done by American <laughs> actors who never oh, no. spent time outside of Hollywood, you know. Why do they always do that? I always cringe when they try to do Russian accents, not specifically Disney, but Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is it going to be offered? Um, uh, we have, again, somebody you guys will be very familiar with on Tuesday, the August 21st, which is Claire Klingenberg. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Claire coming over, so she's going to be talking about um, a sceptical visit to a religious group. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be talking about that. Um, I think our last night, I'm trying to go right down here, our very last night, someone who was at QED last year, um, you may remember Caroline Rance, she talked about snake oil, oh, frauds yeah. and fakers from Quackers, Quackery's colourful history. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's talking about basically pseudoscience in, in, in quack medicine. Mm-hmm. That's our final night on August the 26th. We've got a good mixture of, of talks this year. We've got That's fantastic. everything from talking about brains. We've got a guy talking about fracking, whether fracking is actually as harmful or not, as the case may be. He's, going to, he's a geologist, so he's going to be talking about that. I'm really interested in that one because I'm on the fence. I don't want to go to the anti-science side, but it seems like we should be a bit more cautious about fracking. But yeah, so yeah. I'm interested in that one. I'd be interested, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a lady talking about the science of ethical parenting, so how you can raise your children ethically, but also conform to, to science's findings. Uh, we have somebody who's um, talking about brain training. You know those games and the apps you can download for your phone that yeah, allegedly sure. stave off Alzheimer's? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. He's going to be uh, looking at them. We have a politician. We actually have a politician who's a local councillor in Lancashire who's also a sceptic. She came to QED last year, which is where I met her. And um, she's talking a, a really interesting talk called Politicians Are Idiots, and that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> she All actually right. believes that in some ways it's good that some politicians can be the people that ask the stupid questions, as long as they understand that they are being stupid. Yeah. Interesting. Ah. It, it's an interesting time she's going to be giving that talk, given everything that's going on in the government at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think we've, we've uh, conclusively proved that politicians are stupid, I think. Uh. <laughs> yeah. We need more rationalism in politics at the moment, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so how does it work for you guys who, who, who run around trying to, to make all of this happen? Do you manage to see all the talks generally, or do you... Constantly. We have to. Yeah, yeah. We You're have there to be there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, um, good. I only come about half the time because I've got a chronic illness, so I can't make it every night. But, you know, if I'm there, then we'll go. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. But uh, Sean's taken two weeks of leave, so... We put out the call for volunteers. So we've had three or four people come forward to be volunteers this year, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brilliant, yeah. Essentially, on every evening, we need at least four people. Yeah. Oh, what kind of crowds are you drawing? Like, let's say, on your biggest talk, what what kind of a auditorium or a room are you feeling? Lowest number we ever had was seven. Eight. Somebody came in, it was eight. 
Oh yeah, and the biggest <laughs> number was 105, I think, for David Nutt. Oh, brilliant! Mm. That's, that's um, quite a crowd. Yeah, but obviously, someone like David Nutt is going to draw that kind of crowd. But yeah, on average, yeah. you know, 20 to 50 depends on the night. Yeah, because yeah. obviously on a Friday and Saturday night we struggle sometimes because then people just want to get drunk and go and watch some comedy. They're not as interested in yeah, our stuff, so, so it's harder to drag people in. But. What means do you have to advertise the events? What are the different channels of advertisement? We create events on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Meetup, Eventbrite, and also our own website, and we use Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Potentially, we don't know, we're looking at whether it's worth doing Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got the flyer as well. Mm-hmm. So the flyer is extensively handed out. If you've ever been to Edinburgh on the Fringe, I don't think any... Have any of you been to Edinburgh during the Fringe? No, well, no, I, I was considering no. going this this year, but uh, when we looked at the accommodation, uh, we've uh, quickly changed our minds. <laughs> yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, very, that was a deterring f- f- factor for, for us. Well, that's a shame, but... Uh, well, the thing about Edinburgh on the Fringe is everybody... There are something like 9,000 shows on a day yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, huge. we're one show in that 9,000. So, how do you advertise? Well, the biggest way people do it is through flyering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You basically just push flyers into people's hands if, they, if you can get them to take them. If they don't, they don't. And it's a kind of acquired skill in a way. A lot of people don't like doing it because, you know, what skeptics are like, we don't like interacting with people. No, we don't like it. <laughs> um, so, to stand on a, on a busy street corner and, as Heather says, shout, free science, very loudly to hundreds or potentially thousands of strangers around you. It takes a little bit of courage to do. But once you've done it for one year, then it becomes second nature after a while. Mm-hmm. And you get to meet other flyers and you get chatting to people and you get... It's a really good vibe and, and there's loads of acts and, um, on in the city and you get to... You know, you meet the same friends every year. Oh, yeah, I remember you last year. How did it go? <laughs> and you get chatting oh, about really? how their, yeah. their comedy night went and they're interested in what we do and... So that's how we get the word around, just just handing out flyers, handing out um, to people that pass, to anybody we can find that we give them to, and, of course, online as well. So if you've got any other ideas, please tell us. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'd love to love to make it as big as we can. Just turning back to the, um, the lineup of speakers, uh, first of all, this is a fantastically uh, large array of different topics. But um, I... Couldn't help but uh, notice that there are a lot of women, uh, fortunately, and it's a very nice thing to see. You had mentioned back in 2017 that you would try to get half and half of the speakers. So has that been achieved? This year we're a little under. Uh, Last year Uh, we managed... No, we're 50-50, Heather, I think. Oh, are we? Okay. We are 50-50 this year, which is down on last year we had... I was going to say. last year. Oh, okay. And our science festival run last year as well was seven out of eight women. So oh, we do try nice. and okay. push the women in our, in our speakers as much as we can. Yeah, because you, you, you always see in the skeptic movement that, that women are massively underrepresented. So it's really cool to see such a lineup. So well done. Uh, we we actually make a point. Well, I certainly do. I, I can't vouch for people who organised the fringe before me, but I certainly am a great believer in in promoting uh, you know women in in STEM. I believe it's called, mm-hmm. and just making sure that it's at the very minimum we reach fifty fifty. I mean, last year I really wanted to get seventy thirty, 
And that's what we got. And I was so proud that we did that. And I'm so proud that nobody commented on it. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a success. If nobody even notices it, then I think that's a successful um Oh, I feel, that, I feel yeah. bad now for noticing and, and <laughs> commenting on it. No, no, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. I've no problem with people noticing it. But I'd say last year particularly, I was just quite happy that um, it kind of went by unnoticed. I would have been a little bit um, mm -hmm. annoyed if said, why are there too many women? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So maybe attitudes are changing, certainly in Edinburgh, certainly here anyway. Cool. Yeah. I think it's easy to do if you try, um, and there are fantastic. We were lucky here that we've got four universities within spitting distance. So we've got, you know, that resource, and then we've got universities in Glasgow. So we're lucky we've got a lot of academics to sort of choose from. But if you try, there's plenty of women out there to fill a schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Really cool. Um, last but not least, where can people find out more? Probably simplest place to go is Edinburgh Skeptics .co .uk. Okay. Uh, there's a link on the main page there to the Fringe lineup. They can also go to our Facebook page, which is Edinburgh Skeptics. Um, we're on Twitter at Ed Skeptics. Edinburgh Skeptics far too long. We're also on um, Instagram now, although that's a bit uh, quiet at the moment. We're not using that as much as we really should do. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we're on our Facebook group, which is um, groups dash forward slash Edinburgh Skeptics on Facebook as well. And there's free questions to answer if you want to join the group. But yeah, <laughs> otherwise, come and find us online. Okay, cool. Yeah, just, just search Edinburgh, Edinburgh Skeptics. You'll find us. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Well, it's really seems fantastic. Uh, really looking forward to being there. And thanks very much for putting it all together, Heather and Sean. And indeed, thanks for joining us today and telling us all about it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Just hopefully, listeners, if they're coming to Edinburgh, come along and see us. Seven thirty every single evening throughout the Fringe, uh, the Banshee Labyrinth, just off the High Street. Brilliant. Great. Good luck with the event. I hope it goes smoothly and um, you'll attract a good crowd. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Nice to talk to you. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. See all you best. soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was, uh, that was great. Great effort. Nine years in a row. Next year, they'll have to have something very special. And two Occam Awards? Two well, Occam Awards. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. So that means that it's really something. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really an important and significant uh, did, event. Uh, yeah, I did mention that it's it's very pricey to stay in Edinburgh, but maybe next year I can go and camp somewhere <laughs> in a tent. Yeah, Arthur's seat. Arthur's seat is beautiful, <laughs> so, and there's a lot of empty space there. So yeah, you can. No, just... I think I think that there might be some campsites around Edinburgh, but mm. um, I honestly love camping actually. So it's not going to be any hardship for me, but um, it'll be great to attend. Well, I love the. We comedy. should do it together. We should do it together in a, well, in a, in a larger, larger group of people, like the ESP, in, ESP and at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, like an ESP camping trip to Edinburgh? Is the that what you're saying? ESP thinking? camping yeah. trip. That's, yeah. that's a great idea. It's a brilliant <laughs> idea. I love it. ESP slash uh, Edinburgh French camping Let's trip. do that next year. Let's advertise. See how so much like interest we can gather. Week. Anybody yeah. is up for going to uh, Skeptics on the Fringe slash fringe, Edinburgh Fringe next year in a tent? Let us know. Yeah, let ESP us know. on the Fringe. 
And the best way to let us know is get in touch with us. That's correct. And you can get in touch with us by emailing us. It's info at theesp.eu. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us there. Uh, we also respond to all the direct messages. Uh, also go on Twitter. Follow us there as well. It's at espodcast underscore eu. And you can go on our website, which is theesp.eu and fill in the contact form there. So those are the ways to get in touch with us. Yeah. But just on a side note, if you get us, if you get our podcast on iTunes, please don't forget to leave a nice review for us because it helps us to spread the word about the podcast and yeah. become more visible. Also, when you're there on the, on the webpage, uh, you should go to our events in Europe page where we have all the skeptical events coming up, including, of course, all the events in Edinburgh during the Edinburgh Fringe. So you can see all the, the speakers and all the lineups there. And if you really like what we're doing, like you should, I hope, uh, you will go to uh, patreon.com slash the ESP and pledge uh, a dollar or two for, for every episode we release. That's, that's really, that would be really great. Yeah. And we're very grateful for the current supporters who are already supporting us, um, for every show we release. Thank you so much for, uh, everything guys. And it means a lot and it keeps our show going and makes it a little bit easier to produce. Absolutely. Exactly. So. I think this is all we have planned for today. So, um, Yelena and Pontus, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much. And also, I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. All the best. Paka paka. Paka paka. Siesto. <laughs> This has been your ESP experience. The show is produced and recorded by the ESP.eu. Join us again next time, but until then, please send your feedback, comments, or death threats to info at the ESP.eu. We would also love to hear your ideas and suggestions regarding future episodes, as well as news from your country of residence that might interest others across the continent. If you have a local event or organization to promote, please don't hesitate to let us know as we are more than happy to help. All music in the program was written and performed by Keisha J. Gray and George Schraub and is used with their permission. Please check out our webpage at www.theesp.eu, follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu and like us on Facebook. I don't know how you can believe Hunters, you didn't mention the Patreon support. <laughs> um sometimes I just my brain freezes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll do it from, I'll start again. <laughs> <laughs>